one final time this Monday afternoon here in the Fast Lane. My name is Trey Lyle, filling in for Ed this whole week while he is chilling, relaxing, all cool on the beach. I think he just went into hiding because Sam Mayer won the race at Road America, and I can hold that over him, the fact that Ty Gibbs did not win this week. But uh, we, we move on. We'll go to the cup race at Richmond this past week, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to uh, a man that was there with me. Mr. Michael Massey from FrontStretch.com, the content director. He also is going to co-host the Happy Hour podcast with me this week. But, uh, buddy, good to hear from you again. I hope you miss me after uh, seeing me less than 24 hours ago. Uh, but th- this race at Richmond was, uh, even though it didn't have many cautions, had to be a pretty interesting one with all the tire strategy. Yeah, hey, Trey. Uh, it has not been long enough for me to miss you just yet. And then... I'll see you, of course, tomorrow night, as you mentioned, for our Happy Hour podcast, which you can listen to on all um, podcast listening services. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was. I enjoyed the race. I know there's people that don't enjoy that kind of race, and I label those people as those that are watching NASCAR for the wrecks because um, there, there's people that said that last week's Pocono race was, like, the best ever and you couldn't pass at all there. Um, all there was was just a bunch of wrecks whenever someone tried to pass anybody. So this race, there was a lot of passing. There was a lot of strategy and a lot of comers and goers. So I was I was entertained. Um, you know, it, obviously Richmond's not the action track, as they once called it. Um, it's more of a, a strategy tire wear type of track, which, you know... It's not something I would want to see every single week, but I think it's a unique race in its position. Yeah, speaking of teams in a, a unique place, RFK was uh, resurgent this past season, and obviously it gets capped off with a win by Chris Buescher. Brad Keselowski could have easily won this race. This kind of reminds us of the Bristol race last year where Brad led a lot of laps, but ultimately he had a flat tire there, and Chris went up to win, and then obviously here... Brad has the pit road mistake, and then uh, you know Chris. Chris ultimately wins this race at Richmond, a track he two years ago said wanted to fill up with water or dirt. So, uh, talk about the resurgence uh, of RFK, and, and you know this is a team that's probably going to get both of its cars in the postseason this year, and ultimately is kind of uh, reestablishing themselves as one of the premier teams, like it was in the early two thousands. Yeah, so it, it used to be. You know, older fans might know it as Roush Racing, it was Roush Fenway Racing, and now Brad Keselowski's come on board, and that's where Roush Fenway, Keselowski, RFK. Um, but it it was down. I mean, back in the day, Roush Racing, at one point they had five cars in the playoffs, back when you could field five teams. And since then, they, they've shriveled down to a two-car team, and both cars in the late 2010s, were very un- incompetitive, um, you know, until last year, you know, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won for the team in 2017, and then it, the team did not win again until last year with Chris Buescher at Bristol. And the big part is Brad Keselowski coming on board with just fresh new ideas, uh, you know, sponsor, more sponsors, I think, that, that came with him, and just... You know, uh, it's a, it's a revamped team, and it's cool to see that it's year two, and they're already being successful. That's the crazy thing is you really got 
I mean, they're they're kind of a revamped team. Trackhouse is a revamped team where it used to be Chip Ganassi Racing until Justin Marks and Pitbull and some others bought it. And, uh, like, both those teams, Trackhouse is in year three. RFK is in year two of having his last key on board. And they're both ultra-competitive. 23-11 racing is in its third year, and it's it's um, – Super competitive. It was very fast yesterday as well with Tyler Rack and Bubba Wallace up there before pit road issues took them out of it. So, yeah, it's weird to see these teams kind of having success right away. Michael uh, Michael Massey, FrontStretch.com. He's the content director. You can follow him at M underscore Massey. Got a few minutes left here in the show. Uh, let's, let's handicap the uh, the cut line here. Obviously, four races left. Bubba kind of had the ideal day yesterday. We talked about that on our post-race conversation. You can check that out on YouTube.com backslash frontstretch. But he's 54 to the good going to a track at Michigan where he was really fast last year. Michael McDowell sitting at that 16th spot. So uh, he will be in as of right now unless a new winner. Uh, a couple of notable names. Ty Gibbs is that 18 points below. And then obviously we have AJ with the road courses 22 below. And then... Good old Chase Elliott. Someone here may have said he won't make the playoffs, but he keeps increasing from the cut line uh, with 40 points to uh, from the cut line. If if your guess, you're at Daytona. The race has just ended. Who are the last two drivers in uh, the NASCAR Cup Series playoff? So I'm going to go with Bubba Wallace as one of them just because he's got such a huge point buffer. Um, not only over 17th in points, but he's got a pretty good buffer over Michael McDowell in 16th now so that you know he, he's kind of put it into his own hands now where another winner won't bump him out and also he you know another one of those other guys getting top five top tens won't really hurt him either he just needs to not have bad days you know if he goes out there and gets four 30th places in a row he's gonna miss it but then it, it's his own fault for missing it at that point um, and then the other one, I don't know. I just feel like Michael McDowell is going to be the Cinderella story of, the, of this playoffs. He's been consistent all year. And, I mean, he could win one of the – you know, he's a very good road course racer. The Watkins Glen in Indianapolis, he, he could get the job done there if, you know, something happens to the favorites, the, the Toyotas out there, Truex and Reddick, some of those guys. Um, and then Daytona. He, he is a Do- Daytona 500 champion. So what's to say he can't go out there and win the finale at Daytona? I think Michael McDowell, whether by points or by winning, gets himself in these playoffs. Massey, my man, thanks so much for uh, for joining me. It was it was good to enjoy that adult beverage that NASCAR staff, uh, shout out to Matt Humphrey mm-hmm. for giving us one at a post-race yesterday uh, before, uh, to celebrate a great race at Richmond this past week. Uh, before we let you go, got about a minute left. Uh, I want to let you plug your stuff before uh, before we get on out of here. Yeah, so uh, this week we got our Happy Hour podcast, as we've mentioned, uh, Third Times the Charm, mentioning it. Uh, you can listen to that. And um, I've got a column, Fire on Fridays, that obviously you can read it on Friday. Uh, and this week I, I think I'll be writing about the kind of Brad Keselowski getting into yeah, how a race like Richmond drivers love it. Um, even if some fans don't enjoy watching it and just kind of like the, the fans perspective and all that. Um, and, and then of course you always read all our content, frontstretch.com and uh, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash frontstretch. 
uh, to get the latest on all your NASCAR and other motorsports needs. Massey, thank you, buddy. Yeah, thanks so much, Trey. Appreciate you. That was Michael Massey, FrenchStretch.com, and that will do it for the fast lane. Day one of this. I will say Ty Gibbs makes the playoffs, by the way, in honor of Ed. So shout out to Ed. Hope you're enjoying the beach with the twins and your wife. Uh, Ty, see you tomorrow. Everyone else, I'll see you tomorrow as well. We got Jermaine Farrell and Matt Hackens. <laughs>